This is Critical Tech, a podcast made by the Digital Harbor Foundation in partnership with SOMOS, which stands for Students Organizing a Multicultural and Open Society. Can you please give us your name? My name is Zeke Cohen. What are your pronouns? He, him, his. Um, what school have you taught at or where are you, um, where do you currently stand in the community? I taught in two schools. I taught in Sandtown, Winchester, in West Baltimore, and I taught in Curtis Bay in South Baltimore. So George Kelson, which no longer exists, was in Sandtown and Curtis Bay Elementary Middle School was in Curtis Bay in South Baltimore. And I am currently a city council member. Are you involved in any other organizations or extracurriculars? So I am the co-chair of the Baltimore City Trauma-Informed Care Task Force. In 2020, I passed a law that made Baltimore the first city in America to legislate trauma-informed care. And so I leave the task force that that law created. So we have this question that we always ask everyone who comes on our podcast. Um, What would you do without any internet? No TikTok, no Instagram, no Netflix. How do you think you'd do without no internet, any internet? Oh, I'd be in big trouble because (laughs) so much of how we communicate as an elected official is through virtual platforms, whether that's community neighborhood groups on Facebook, whether that's Twitter, um, young people tell me there's this thing called TikTok that I'm supposed to be making videos on, which I'm not quite cool enough to do yet. But, you know, we do Instagram. A lot of how elected officials communicate our message and our story is through virtual platforms. It's also how we inform our constituents. For example, when we're going to do a vaccination pop-up site in O'Donnell Heights, I use the online through email and through Facebook to get that message out. So it is absolutely critical to my work. And if I didn't have internet, I would be in big, big trouble. Thank you for joining us to discuss the digital divide and how BCBSS, Baltimore City, and our students are affected. Before the pandemic, where you were engaged in community activism. If not, or if so, can you please describe the type of work that you were doing? Yeah, so I've always been engaged in community work. Um, I see myself first and foremost as an organizer and as an educator. Um, When I was a teacher, a lot of how I taught was getting to know my students' families, getting to know their stories, really trying to understand not just what was happening to my students at a personal level, but what's the context? Like when we look at a place like Sandtown where Freddie Gray grew up, lived and died um, while in police custody, this is a young man who was lead paint poisoned. This is a community that saw massive disinvestment that was redlined, that had at one point been almost like the Harlem of Baltimore, the black art and music and jazz mecca of the city and then saw rapid decline. And so for me, as an educator, I wanted to know not only the stories of my students, but the story of the community that I taught in. 
and in getting to know Sandtown and its beautiful, brilliant, amazing people, you can't help but get into activism and organizing. And ultimately, that's why I ran for political office, is that I saw some very deep injustice in how we treat children, particularly Black and Brown children within our city. How has the digital divide affected you or anyone you know? If so, can you explain? And why do you think it's important that we close this, the, the, the divide? So for me personally, you know, my, my internet is relatively stable, but for so many of the children that I've taught, that I work with, and that I heard from throughout the pandemic, this is a major problem. We know that in Baltimore, 40% of our families lack home wireline internet access. And while that was a huge problem in 2018, it became a crisis in 2020. And I started to hear from young people about how they couldn't learn online because Comcast's internet essentials program was insufficient. I started to hear from seniors that they couldn't get their telemedicine visits in because they didn't have internet access. And I started to hear from adults who just need the internet to work, to pay bills. So this became a huge crisis. And for me, I really followed the lead of students like you, uh, Mary Gold and Kimberly and Aaliyah and Yoshi and so many others at Somos who said that, listen, this is unacceptable. We can't allow ourselves to be satisfied when almost half the people in our city can't get online or can't stay online. And so following the lead of SOMOS students and so many others, I got deeply involved in this work and in this fight. First, passing a bill to move $3 million from our children and youth fund into city schools to buy Chromebooks and hotspots. Then really taking on Comcast, holding a hearing to hold them accountable. At one point, writing a letter with two of my colleagues to Attorney General Brian Frosch, calling out their data caps as a form of predatory price gouging and forcing them to push those data caps back. And then, of course, advocating relentlessly with Somos and so many others that the speeds of internet essentials were not good enough. And we were really proud when, due to the hard work of students like you all, Comcast made a decision to push back and double their internet essential speeds. Um, it's still not good enough. That's why we've been working with folks from the FCC. That's why we've been working with our state partners like Brooke Learman on the Digital Connectivity Act. And that's why we've been working with our federal partners in Congress to try to create solutions that are not just good for Baltimore, but are good for America, because this is all of our problem. How did your work impact you on a personal level? And um, what are ways that you would suggest for everyday people to get involved with combating the digital divide in their personal lives, or if they want to get involved in community activism? Yeah, so I would say do just like you all did. Um, show up, talk to your elected officials, talk to the school board, talk to Comcast and other companies. 
Um, you know, the great thing about Baltimore is that it truly is a small town in that so many of us know each other. Um, you know, it, relationships is such an important part of how this city functions and operates. And so I would just say the importance of showing up and being present and advocating and calling out companies when they don't do right by the people that they're supposed to provide a service to. Calling out elected officials when we aren't doing good enough work. Um, I, I would just say that showing up is the most important part. Look, I'd also say that for me personally, I've just become a real convert and champion on this issue. You know, before doing this work with Somos, you know, it's not that the internet didn't matter. It, obviously, it, it mattered a lot, but, you know, I, I'm a teacher and a lot of my work on city council has been related to education and related to trauma, but never related to broadband and the internet as a utility. But what I saw through the pandemic is that this is an essential utility. It's not just a private luxury and it matters. And if we as a city and as a country decide that some people deserve to have high quality, fast internet and other people don't, we are going to see a tremendous exacerbation of the gap between the haves and the have nots. We have got to solve this problem. We can solve this problem, but it's gonna take all of us working together and us being really honest about the racial implications of having a city that is majority black, where a huge part of the population can't get online. That doesn't just happen. That is based in our history of systemic racism and redlining. And any fix that we come up with has to repair that damage that was done, that's been done to black and brown neighborhoods across Baltimore and across the United States. What are the opportunities we have to lessen the impact of the digital divide? And how do you think we can take advantage of them? I think that this is gonna require everybody working together to solve this issue. I think that each one of us has an obligation to participate in whatever way we can. For me as an elected official, that means partnering with groups of young people like SOMOS, that means listening to people who've been impacted. And that means taking action and being bold enough to hold big corporate giants like Comcast accountable and call it out when they aren't providing a good enough service. I think for young people, that means what you all have done, which is leading campaigns and using your voice to make a change. And I think for parents, it means making sure your kids do have sufficient internet access and then advocating, lobbying, and making sure elected officials are accountable to de delivering on what we need. Do you want to know how you can help? You can help by sharing our social media accounts and our podcast to help broadcast and allow others to know what the digital divide is and bring more attention to it. You can learn more about what the digital divide is through the website internetisessential.org, where you can share your story, spread the word, 
and amplify our country's current issue of low quality internet and devices. Thanks so much for listening to us today. This episode was brought to you by Somos in partnership with the Digital Harbor Foundation, a tech center dedicated to providing technology and access primarily to low-income BCPSS students. We also want to give a big shout out to Youth Jobs Connect and their support in recording and audio skills on Adobe Audition. Last, we'd like to thank the Susan Crown Exchange for their fiscal sponsorship. The Susan Crown Exchange is a program dedicated to bringing digital learning, social and emotional learning, and tech to our society. SEE also focuses on youth voices by connecting talent and innovation with forces for positive change. We couldn't have done it without any of our supporters either. So thank you so much and we hope you have an amazing day.